The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian tax and financial professionals. Program recorded January 20th, 2022. Enjoy. Welcome to the February edition of Life in the Tax Lane. Well, you know it's February. That means it's tax countdown time. T, fives, fours, threes, ones. I prefer to think of it as the uh, February uh, Valentine's Day version. So we will, you know, you can choose how you're going to absorb this one today. But uh, Caitlin, I think we should just start right off by talking about some CPP. Absolutely. It's an issue that sometimes comes up during T1 season when we're talking to our clients. Should we be starting CPP at age 65? Do we want to take a little bit of a discount, start earlier or defer it and get a bump up to those CPP payments? We've talked about that in the past. Another issue that may be considered in this discussion actually came out from a Globe and Mail article released this month. And they say, you know what, when we start our CPP, we actually need to look at that absolute value of that starting amount. What do I mean? Well, when you start CPP, that first amount that you're going to get is based on a five-year average of wages across the country. Now, how does that get impacted by COVID? Well, we know that lower income earners were disproportionately impacted by COVID. Lower income earners lost their, lost their work, so the average wages went up, meaning that when we start considering that five-year rolling average, that average is going to be increasing into the future, especially considering this wage inflation we've seen across the country. So that may bump it up even higher in addition to those benefits you may get from deferring or you will get from deferring your CPP. And that contrasts an individual who has already started commencing collecting CPP, whose increases to the CPP annually are only tied to the consumer price increase. So at this stage in our uh, world, at a much lower rate than wage, uh, wage rates that we would otherwise see. So definitely something uh, to take a peek at. Now, Joe, or no, Hugh, you want to talk a little bit about other COVID issues? You know, as we move into the T4 season, I think a lot of us were thinking, uh, what about all those special dispensation relieving provisions, CRA, that you gave us last year for employment benefits because of COVID? Because if you haven't figured it out yet, CRA, COVID didn't go away. Well, guess what? They figured it out, and they figured out that it's better to be proactive this time. So they said, mm -hmm. not only are we going to extend some of those rules through the 21 tax year, we're going to go right to the end of 2022. Let's, let's just err on the side of caution this time. Good idea. So a lot of the positions that they gave us for last year, if you're incurring or getting extra reimbursements because the employer covered extra commuting costs to maybe facilitate social distancing, preserve a bit of uh, health security in COVID-19, we're going to keep not considering that a taxable benefit. If you got a parking space at the office, but you're not at the office because it's closed due to COVID, or you were just not working at the office, you've been working from home, CRA says, well, if you're not parking there, it's not a taxable benefit. Mm -hmm. It's really not a benefit of any kind whatsoever when you can't use it. So don't count that. Now, remember last year they said you can reimburse up to 500 bucks of equipment costs for your employees working from home. Uh, computers, webcams, microphones, nice desks and chairs. We don't care what it is. The first 500 bucks you can have tax-free. Well, good news they said, we are extending that to 2022 as well, but there's a catch. 
500 in total means from mid-March 2020 to December 31, 22. So if you got your 500 bucks in 2020, you don't get another 500 this year. CRA also took that opportunity to reinforce this is a reimbursement. That means there's a receipt. Yeah. If you just given them 500 bucks sight unseen, spend it on whatever you want, go right ahead, but it goes on the T4, it's taxable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, Hugh, one of the other elements that's uh, sort of parallel to that is the ability to claim working from home expenses. And uh, just like what you've talked about, they've extended it not just to 2021, but also to 2022 as well. So, you know, the same policy, same processes are in place. Uh, a couple minor tweaks, though. Uh, first of all, you're going to have the ability to use the temporary flat rate to deduct $2 per day per port. You know, even if you work for a portion of the day, that's going to count as a day. Um, to a maximum of $500 per year. Now, for last year, for 2020, it was only 400, so it's increased just a little bit. Um, you you could still use the detailed method if you want to. If you if you get one of those uh, uh, T uh, 2200s forms, um, you can you can use this detailed method. Put all of your expenses there. You got to keep your receipts. Got to keep all of that. Mm -hmm. Figure out what portion of the house relates to you know the the part you're using for work, and you can make a claim in respect of that. But if you do have other expenses other than just working from home expenses, you've got to use the standard 777 form. And again, in order to get access to all of these things, it really comes down to were you primarily, so at least 50% of the time, working from home uh, during at least a, a four-week consecutive period? So it could be longer than four weeks, but mm -hmm. that's really it. So uh, keep that in mind. A couple of little twists and turns there, but th those are the key elements. You, you know what, Joe? You talk about twists and turns. i got to tell you about this court case we saw coming out of Quebec. Yeah. Individual working from home unfortunately injured on the job while at home walking to her kitchen you know maybe twisted her ankle going down the stairs and so the question that we saw is okay is that individual eligible for workers compensation it's an issue i hadn't thought about until i saw this court case guess what the court said yes that individual was eligible for workers compensation so yet another aspect uh, that we may be thinking about with our staff uh, working from home during this pandemic and potentially onwards Caitlin, I got to say there, part of the concern is, you know, you know, workers comp. But the other thing is, me as an employer, can I get sued for something mm. they do at home that's stupid? I mean, you know, that it kind of opens the door, doesn't it? Joe, I got to say that's especially a concern when I think about accountants, because we don't qualify for WCB. So we're covering our own. Uh, oh. Maybe we should get our employees to make sure those extension cords are well away from the staircase. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> and well, we'll bring your lunch to your desk. That's you know, all. One, uh, one older plan that, again, I don't know to what extent I blame COVID for this, but certainly current climate is making some changes to it, is those wonderful prescribed rate loans that yep. I can make a loan to what? My spouse, minor kids. I see it for minor grandkids often using a trust. And I can lock in whatever the CRA prescribed rate is now. So as long as I keep meeting all the payment requirements, I get my currently 1% interest and I can lock that in forever. And the low income people get to report the spread after they invest all that money and make better. Well, how long is it going to be 1%? Because we know inflation drives interest rates and we know where inflation's going. But the prescribed rate for tax tends to lag a few months behind 
it's probably time to start thinking about those again. And if we are seriously thinking, get it locked in before the rates change. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Now, Hugh, one of the other things that happened recently was uh, CPA Canada uh, did a roundtable with CRA and uh, got a whole bunch of questions asked that practitioners across uh, the country had posed. And uh, one of the questions was, what's what's the focus of the aggressive tax planning unit these days? So if you're curious to see what they're looking at, they've said we're looking at surplus stripping. Uh, we're looking at subsection 55.2, so those intercorporate dividends and should be re- reclassifying them as, as capital gains. There's a monkey business going on. Uh, are people avoiding provincial tax, uh, avoiding the debt forgiveness rules? So a lot of interesting elements uh, from that. They also talked a little bit about the pre-assessment and post-assessment review mm. process, uh, whereby, you know, CRA identifies an issue, asks for support. Maybe they don't agree with it, so they just reassess. Are they supposed to call you back? And the answer was maybe. If they believe, if there was a clear indication that information was mi- mi- missing or that the letter was misunderstood by you, they will call you back or they're supposed to call you back. They can't do it in all cases. So mm-hmm. just a couple comments. Mm-hmm. Now, I got to also mention today on the uh, life in the tax lane, we're getting lots of questions in respect of trust returns with calendar December 31, 2021 year ends. Why are we getting all these questions? Well, way back in 2018, we have draft legislation that proposed to significantly increase the number of trusts that we're going to have to file trust returns, as well as increase the disclosure requirement. That legislation never made it into a bill clearly didn't receive royal assent, so wasn't enacted. However, the proposed effective date would hit these trust returns that we're thinking about filing right away. So where does that leave us? CRA has said they've updated their webpage saying we are not um, going to administer those new rules until we have enacted legislation. So for the time being, we're going to use the old um, existing uh, rules that we have been used to. So just a heads up, there, check the CRA web paper update updates there. That's what we have today. The Video Tax News team has been providing Canadian accounting professionals with practical tax information for over 40 years. Subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and pre-recorded seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax. For more information, go to videotax.com. The preceding information is for general information purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive, and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts or circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more information, go to videotax.com disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News, Inc. 2022. All rights reserved.